Hello, everyone, and welcome to localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm your host, Jenna Konar, and you're listening to Community Concepts, which invites you to explore the organizations in your community and learn more about their practices regarding employment. Today, we're learning more about the topic of female leadership in the workplace. To discover more on this topic, I'm speaking with Joe Miller. Joe is the CEO of Women's Leadership Coaching, Inc. Based in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, this organization is dedicated to helping emerging women leaders around the country advance into management and leadership positions. Joe is also the founding editor of BeLeaderly.com. Thanks so much for joining me today, Joe. Thanks for having me. So what unique challenges do female leaders face in the workplace as compared to their male counterparts? Thanks for asking, Jenna. And what I'll do is I'll characterize those unique challenges into two different types, the external and the internal. So firstly, let's talk about the external barriers that women face. You know, one of the great things that's been going on recently in academic research, and we've seen a lot of this showcased in the media, but it's a growing awareness of the impact that unconscious bias has on the career paths and career advancement of women and minority candidates as well. So just briefly, we all have these unconscious biases that we bring to the workplace, and it's a filter through which we see others. So what research has been finding is that, for example, if a male and a female candidate submitted identical resumes to a leadership role, unconscious bias on behalf of the hiring managers would lead them to consider the male candidate as being more worthy of the role. So the more we learn about this, the more we're starting to see workplaces become more educated, have trainings, and start to really consider the impact of unconscious bias. I would certainly call those the external barriers that women face when it comes to advancing. Now, it's fairly unpopular with some people to say what I'm about to Mm -hmm. say, because there are people, you know, commentators that I've heard from recently in the media who say, you know, if we tell women to do things differently, then we're trying to fix them. And really, it shouldn't be that the onus is on women to try and overcome this. The workplace needs to change. To which I would say, I know many very ambitious up-and-coming women leaders who aren't willing to wait 10 or 20 or more years for the workplace to change and for those unconscious biases to be removed. They're ambitious to move up and grow and take the lead right now. And so I would um, then categorize these actions as more of the internal factors, so things that women can do differently to overcome the challenges that they face in the workplace. Things such as making their value visible, taking on the stretch assignments, enlisting senior level sponsors, These are all the types of actions that women can take on their own behalf in order to advance and move beyond those challenges that that they certainly do face in the workplace today. And when women are thinking about taking these actions and they're in the initial steps of doing this, just like everyone does, they may tend to doubt themselves at times. What would you say are maybe some common doubts that women tend to have when it comes to deciding to take a leadership position at work? one in particular that I've been hearing a lot about recently among the women that I talk to who are interested in stepping up and taking that next level role. And it's the issue of managing former peers. Oh, <laughs> so okay. when it comes to, you know, being a peer, someone who's on that track for a senior level leadership role or, or just to advance and step up and supervise people who are currently your peers, that certainly can be a big issue that holds women back or just creates some doubts around their ability to successfully lead people who are currently their colleagues. So I have a 
couple specific pieces of advice to recommend. The first is don't wait until you get promoted to start thinking about this. So if you get promoted into a leadership role, but you haven't up until that point in time been taking the lead, been someone that your colleagues respect and look to as a leader among peers, well, it's going to be a really tough transition for you. So start thinking about this before you're promoted and see if you can exhibit all the leadership characteristics today that you want to be known for in future. Then when you get promoted, it'll be an easier transition for your colleagues to make. And then another game plan to set up is once that promotion is achieved. So you want to sit down very soon, as soon as possible after the promotion takes place and have a really open and transparent conversation with people who who you're now managing, who were your former peers, and just kind of lay it out there and say, look, our roles have changed and, and here's the ways in which those roles have changed. And then talk through with them and make it a two-way conversation. Talk about how expectations have shifted too. So what you expect from them, hear them out as to what they now expect from you as their new manager. And then finally, talk about any ways in which the relationship may have changed. And for example, this is really important when the person that you're now managing was previously a very good friend. So the relationship is going to have to change and it's much better to discuss that head on Mm -hmm. and talk about those new expectations and changes rather than let it kind of fester and not be spoken about. Managing former peers would be one area that women could think about as they're thinking about maybe moving into a leadership role. Would you have any advice to women other than that who are considering taking that leadership position who are reluctant to make that decision? Yeah, and I think it's just to remind them that most leaders aren't born, they're made. You know, we know very few people who, you know, all their life are considered to be a natural leader. Most people have to learn those skills along the way. And so you don't need to be in a management or a leadership position in order to build those skills. You can do that from where you are. So you can lead from where you are at any point in time. So I would say to anyone who's kind of reluctant to you know, step up and consider taking on a leadership position, before you think about stepping into the role or throwing your hat into the ring for that promotion, look for ways that you can transition from doing your work to leading it. So look for ways to take a project or you know, some type of assignment or some task that's on your plate and think about how do I not just do this, but how do I lead it and give yourself that challenge of taking something, you know, that you would normally just go do yourself and step back and think about how you could engage others, get them excited about that shared goal or vision, set expectations, set accountability, and then coach them along the way so that you're achieving a result, not through just your own effort, but you're leading others to to get the job done. And that, I would say, is probably the best way to gain leadership skills. And so when you do step into that formal role, you've already built the skill set to thrive and and succeed. And for women who are taking these initial steps, how would you advise them as far as them wondering when they are exactly ready for that leadership position? I think here's the big catch. And generally, you don't know that you're ready. Mm -hmm. So in her book, Lean In, Cheryl Sandberg reported on an internal study from Hewlett-Packard that showed that women tend to raise their hand for a new position when they feel 100% ready and meet all of the requirements of the role. And then guess what? Of course, men tend to raise their hand and throw their hat in the ring when they feel 60% ready. So what we see Mm. is women underestimating their readiness for that next level role. So my message to women would be, don't wait until you feel you're ready don't underestimate that readiness. If, if you could consider on a scale of 1 to 10, how prepared are you 
if you were given that role tomorrow and if you grade yourself a six or higher, then now is the time to start letting your management know that you're ready to take on that next level position. Interesting. So I think that's a great tip for our listeners that you don't necessarily have to feel 100% comfortable, but as long as you're the majority of the way there, you probably have a good shot at taking that leadership position. Yeah, that's right. Don't underestimate your readiness for that next level role. So in your opinion, would you say that the perception of female leaders in the workplace has changed in recent years? And if so, would you say it's changed for better or for worse? So the first thing I want to say is I'm not an academic. So this mm-hmm. is just data. It's more anecdotal. We'll call it anecdata, if you okay. will. Um, but having worked in this area of helping emerging women leaders step up and advance in their careers for over 15 years now, one of the great things that I've seen change is that, you know, in the past, when you talked about women leaders, everyone would talk about an example of a woman who had climbed the ladder and then kicked the ladder away and maybe even let it land on someone. So we'd see these Uh senior level women leaders not necessarily doing a lot to reach behind and pull up others with them as they climbed. And now I'm seeing the reverse. So I'm seeing much more senior level women leaders understand the value of sponsorship, knowing that they you know, almost always didn't get to where they are on their own. So they really owe it to others in the organization to pay it forward and sponsor other women and sponsor women's corporate networks and the like. So that's probably one of the biggest changes that I've been seeing recently in terms of how that perception of female leaders and and the reality of female leaders in the workplace is changing. And you've had many years in this industry of coaching women. And speaking of that, I wondered if you could give us a little bit of background on women's leadership coaching and what that system entails. Certainly. So, so the Women's Leadership Coaching System is a step-by-step roadmap for women who want to advance themselves into management and leadership positions in business. This is delivered via a variety of different formats. And probably my favorite is a one-day workshop called Poised for Leadership. And it's a really intensive full day of training where we go over all of the different steps that women can take in order to demonstrate their readiness to step up and lead at the next level. So things like having a healthy and positive and effective way to manage office politics is actually the first skill in the day because that can be one of the biggest career killers that, that there is. We also talk about ways to influence and lead others regardless of whether they directly report to you or not. So being able to manage and influence without authority. And then we talk about understanding your sweet spot as a leader. So, you know, what is the style of leadership that you were just born to to do and the type of leader you were born to be? And then how to brand and effectively communicate who you are as a leader so that everyone around you knows what you're great at and knows to come to you with exactly the type of leadership opportunities that you most want to take on. And then we we finish up the day with a topic called self-leadership, which is all about not waiting for someone to come hand your promotion or, or to say, hey, you get to be a leader now, but rather just an encouragement to all attendees to really take charge of their career trajectory and be in the driver's seat steering their career forward. So that program is called Poise for Leadership, and it's also delivered in a group coaching format and, and via webinar for people who come and see me and, and work with me in person in that one-day workshop. So it sounds like a lot of helpful skills and advice for these women as they're thinking about moving into a leadership role at work, whether it's a formal leadership role or maybe just taking a a self-leadership type of role. Could you share with our listeners maybe a story of a a woman who you worked with whose career benefited from this leadership coaching? Yes, yeah, absolutely. And I would say this is 
fairly indicative of the, the types of uh, results that were seen through this program. So this particular woman was really ambitious to advance and yet didn't see a lot of opportunities within her company because the company was downsizing. So she sort of leapt across into a lower level role at a much larger company where she wanted to spend the rest of her career because she could really see you know, the company was growing and she could see the potential career paths into senior leadership for herself. However, about nine months after taking that new role, she was a little frustrated because she'd taken a step down, she was bored in the role, and she wasn't seeing any um, opportunities to move forward. So I remember talking with her and, you know, talking about the steps to take, to take on high-profile assignments and make your value visible and engage senior-level sponsors. And what she realized was she didn't have a senior-level sponsor who was looking out for opportunities that she couldn't see for herself in her career. So we talked about some of the steps to take in order to get that sponsor. She'd taken on the high-profile project. She, you know, kicked butt and delivered amazing results. But she was still kind of the best kept secret in the organization and none of those senior leaders knew about the, the results she was delivering and none of them knew her higher level aspirations so they didn't know what her career goal was. So after practicing and role playing, I kind of worked with her to help her prepare to have that conversation and sure enough, actually it was later that same day, she happened to be in a conversation with a leader and just as he was about to leave, she said, oh wait, there's one more thing. And she said, mm -hmm. uh, and as he paused, you know, by the door, she said, um, you know, I feel like I've really mastered my current role. And she listed some of the results she delivered. And she said, what I'm interested in doing next is, and she named that goal. So she shared that goal with that senior leader. And he kind of turned to go like, you know, it didn't really sink in. But 15 minutes later, he was back in her office and he said, I think I might have an opportunity for you. And that actually led to her advancing, taking a role in a different part of the business and moving to where she is right now today in her career. Oh, wow. So that goes to show that it never hurts to ask or to, to put your accomplishments out there in hopes that you might be able to achieve your next goal. Yeah, exactly. You know, senior leaders are always looking for a great talent. You've got to make yourself apparent to them and share your results, make your value visible, but also don't be afraid to share your career goals with your leaders because they need to make talent development decisions every day. And if you're top of mind, you just made their job a whole lot easier. And I know we've been speaking specifically about women, but on the flip side, for the male colleagues or the male managers who may be listening, how can they encourage female leadership in the workplace? Hey, that's a, that's a great question. Thanks for asking. And I'll sort of go back to a couple of things I've mentioned so far. The first is to be aware of your own unconscious bias. And once you feel you've got a handle on that, be a champion for others, men and women in your workplace, understanding and moving beyond their own unconscious bias. And that might mean telling your story, talking about how you came to understand the concept of bias, maybe even share some trainings. So definitely don't be afraid to have that conversation about bias and the impact it can have on men and women and minorities when we let our perceptions cloud our, our judgment. The second is don't be afraid to sponsor others. And so if you see a woman or two who have this amazing talent, who are kind of the best kept secret in the organization, do what you can to help them make their value visible, encourage them to speak up, maybe have conversations with senior leaders to make sure that those individuals aren't being overlooked. So certainly being a champion to bust through unconscious bias, sponsoring women is a great one. You know, just notice when you have a job opening, 
really go above and beyond to ensure that you're finding the best person for the job, no matter, you know, race, background, phase that they're in their career, which are the generations they belong to. I mean, every different aspect of, you know, humanity, make sure that you're always looking out for the very best candidates for the role. And as we're getting close to concluding, I wanted to give you the floor for the last minute or so just to offer our listeners any final bit of advice that you could on the topic of women's leadership. So what would you say to listeners who are maybe, maybe it's a woman who's thinking about getting into leadership, or maybe it's a manager who's hoping to encourage more women's leadership? What final advice would you like to give them? I'll share a quote that I heard a few years ago from Catherine Durham, who's the chief marketing officer and a vice president of individual disability insurance with the Standard Insurance Company. Here's what she said. Leadership is taken, not given. Hmm. All right, so think about that for a moment. Leadership is taken, not given. So you shouldn't wait for someone to give you an opportunity to be a leader or give you the title of leader. Rather, look for opportunities to take the lead. So don't wait for permission or an invitation to be a leader and definitely don't wait to be promoted into the role where you have the title, but rather <laughs> look for ways to be a leader every day regardless of what your job title is. And as time goes by, people will start to see you as that. And with that final bit of advice, we will wrap up this edition of Community Concepts. We've been discussing female leadership in the workplace with our guest, Jo Miller. You can find out more about her company, Women's Leadership Coaching, by visiting www.womensleadershipcoaching.com. Thank you again for joining us today, Jo. Thanks for having me, Jenna. And of course, we love to hear from you, the listeners, as well. Send us your thoughts on this podcast or suggestions for another topic to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also interact with us on Twitter under at the LJN. For all of us here at LJN Radio, I'm Jenna Konar, and thanks for listening.